0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the first of a series of podcasts. Um, it is, it is, it is me, Fragmantle. I've not been around for a, a very long time uh, from the streams and from content creation. I have been away moving house. As you can see <clears throat> from this plethora behind me of rubbish, there is a lot of mess in the room. Uh, and this is pretty much the rest of the house. It's all over the place. Um, I have, however, missed Doing content for people, and decided that instead of firing myself on many, many, many streams, I'm just going to do one stream a week and do a short stream. I'm not going to play games, we're just going to do uh, a podcast and talk about the gaming industry in general, as well as um, uh, the gaming news and things that have happened through uh, different games. Uh, and all that sort of, you know, all that sort of good stuff that um, you kind of talk about generally when you're playing, uh, when you're playing and when you're streaming. I'm not able to do that, so I've decided to um, <clears throat> do about an hour, an hour and a half every Tuesday night. Uh, this will go up on uh, YouTube. I'm gonna put it on Spotify, as Apple as well. Uh, gonna get RSS feed for, out for it. Uh, we're just gonna discuss and talk about games and um, maybe focus on a few things in general. Um, I kind of feel that for me, uh, this is my way of kind of reaching out to the community. I can see you guys have joined in on YouTube and also Twitch chat. Uh, It's beautiful to be back guys and uh, it's very, very nice to, um, to finally be here in this very weird and wonky setup I've got. Uh, none of my main stuff up my stream pc uh, my content creation pc so to speak is at work now it's become a work pc and uh, you are actually watching me live on my iphone uh, which is great it kind of works it's a, a kind of rookie setup but it's all good Um just going to give you guys a quick shout out on the chat daniel miller welcome in um mikhail and uh, mystical guys uh, thank you for popping in and seeing me so early on in the stream and the podcast. It's great to have you, I'm sure, throughout the uh, the rest of the stream. Uh, more of you guys will come in. It's been quite a few months since I have uh, surfaced, so to speak. I um, just want to talk about these podcasts as well. Uh, this hour, hour and a half is going to be very much a, a free, uh, free space to communicate and definitely and and hashtag ad-free space as well. After, um, let's say, the end of uh, last year, I was in talks with Samsung doing a deal with Gorilla HQ, and uh, it just got to the point where I was extremely frustrated with the um, uh, oh, the um, the way it was being dealt and everything that um so the communication between um sort of like um sorry guys i've got a bit of issues with my uh, output i'm just going to drop the bit right we don't need it this high this should uh should uh this is a complete stream i just want to say guys i am doing this live on um starlink so <laughs> I, i'm not I'm not sure on what bit rate I'm able to stream at on a decent upload. I think I've stabilised it at 4,000. We're going to keep it at this. should be great because we haven't got any um, any gameplay. It's just going to be you guys and me having a conversation about video games uh, and stuff like that. So Asti, welcome in. And uh, Vayner and Arth, welcome in as well. Nice to see you guys in. So, look, the podcast, we're going to talk about uh, games, hardware, software, mods, um, retro games... Uh, games that I've been playing for a long time um, and still am playing all that sort of stuff uh, it's going to be an ad free space I'm not going to get involved in sponsorship anymore I, I can't be asked with that bull. just talking, going back on the Samsung thing uh, we, we're going to promote this uh, new monitor that gonna, they, they brought out Christmas time and um, I can't really it feels like I can't give you guys an honest opinion about a product whether it's a game or it's a bit of hardware um, and I kind of feel sponsorships you kind of I don't need to have sponsorships I've got a good job now I don't need to kind of like scrape around trying to get money so this is going to be literally ad free everything's ad free I don't want your money guys if you do want to support excellent Uh, I do have a Patreon set up but I don't none of it's an essential we're just going to hear we're just going to talk about uh, gaming and that is it Um, ad free no sponsorship no ball if I get given a game code I will be very brutal when it comes to uh talking about those particular games. I think um I'm kind of setting my new direction in sort of like uh being honest about this sort of stuff. So um yeah, I'm quite excited to actually do a podcast on this because I always found um <laughs> multitasking between streaming and video games talking about the games that you're playing can be very difficult and just kind of like giving you guys a full-on focus for maybe an hour hour and a half um, while we talk about stuff Um, i will hopefully start to get uh, guest people on Uh, we can talk about a particular game or particular uh, situation that's happened in the gaming industry my brother is also developing a game and he has got quite a lot of insights in the gaming industry from a professional point of view which i'm sure you guys would like to hear and have in as well so, um, there's, a, there's another one that we can um, bring in, that sort of angle. Um, today, though, I want to talk about, first of all, about Elder Scrolls Online. Um, my last video I did on ESO uh, was Have I Quit ESO? So, I want to talk about Elder Scrolls Online, uh, what I think about that. Uh, there's Overwatch 2 as well, with uh, some, late, some news kind of coming about that. Uh, Diablo 4 as well, some interesting and funny things happened with that. And then uh, I want to talk about the game that I've been playing at the moment as well which I am enjoying immensely uh, and I'd love to kind of share uh, that um, with you guys and then we can talk about next week and about um, what we're going to do uh, with progression to uh, to the podcast. Um, guys, if you are watching um, and uh, you are struggling to see, can you let me know? As I say on Starlink, I have no idea about the consistency of upload and download and whether it is suitable for live streaming Uh, it could well not be Uh, it could be a bit of a disaster I could just go for the uh, the full recording mode and we'll have to leave this um, for a beautiful podcast uh, to go on uh, YouTube without the live effect of it but it to be live and uh, get your thoughts on these topics as we discuss them okay so um, ESO Um, I know a lot of you guys Probably follow my content based on Elder Scrolls Online. Um, as um, I guess it's been the last two years, I've been very heavily or was very heavily uh, in content, you know, ESO, especially like bash builds and stuff like that. And I know a few of you guys enjoyed my bash builds. Um, <laughs> Dan, you're welcome in. Yeah, and and you know, the, the Elder Scrolls Online, I kind of went in with very rose-tinted glasses at the game, and I really enjoyed it. But then the more I delved into the content creation side, the more I kind of felt... Um, th- there was this kind of like undercurrent of the game is only custom to uh, new players. And then there, when you get to the end game, there isn't very much apart from housing uh, and it's still housing, You're still playing the bash builds. Dude, I, I think a lot of people still play the bash builds. In fact, I've noticed there's been quite an up in viewership on my YouTube channel on the bash builds. I love the fact that it's still alive, uh, even though I'm not. Um <laughs> So, um and I kind of... I really enjoyed doing the uh, the different builds on ESO and that was the one thing that really kind of like um got me hooked into it it's kind of a weird situation it's like um some people enjoy playing video games to be like the uh, the 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 meta god when they go in full damage or full healing mode <clears throat> excuse me and um basically just just the they're very purist in that form my and then you get people that want to be a bit of everything jack of all trades and then me i like to do things that other people don't which um is you know like you say the bash build is a prime example of this uh and i'll go on we'll touch on the very ends on your outlands as well because i'm playing different types of builds on that as well um (laughs) and it's i think what i like about it is when you play in a multiplayer environment it's great to have. Uh, a build that is not um, not n- not to be expected. People can't look at you and go, "Oh yeah, I know what this guy's be- playing." You know, all of a sudden you come out and you're shield bashing or whatever it is, and um, people don't they know how to react. And that's one of the best things I love about it. And also, it's very tanky, it's very strong, and you know, there's lots of self healing if you need it. And and I enjoyed kind of like always a break in the game, but <clears throat> just going up from a different angle. And I know a lot of the content creators out there gave me a lot of shit for it. Um, uh, but it was fun, and I enjoyed it for a time. Um, the only problem I found with our ESO is that it's not very content creator-friendly in terms of longevity. The massive fluctuations in um, in the basic game mechanics made it very difficult. Captain Crunch, welcome in, mate. Uh, absolutely beautiful to see here. Um, and by the way, just want to say, I have no notifications on. I am literally stripped down on my game PC. There is no um, notifications or anything. So if you guys are following, if you guys are, um, doing anything, all the interactive stuff is gone. It's just the chat. Um, so yeah, um, the, uh, the, the continuous fluctuations on the, uh, the, the, uh, the the game mechanics just really got me quite down, uh, and then you, you know you spent hours and hours and hours building these weird and wonderful builds, and and then they kind of pulled off them, so um, I, I think moving house was an actual move to step away from ESO as well as give myself a break, give myself a bit of headspace. The house that we moved into, as you guys can see behind me, is, is well, full of boxes. If you do follow my uh, TikTok, you'll see the full renovation is pretty massive. There's lots to do at the weekends, lots during the week. Um, so life is extremely busy, um, Mr Crunchy, YT. So uh, the, the actual ability for me to go full in and play a game and also con- create content about it, it's just not going to happen. So <clears throat> here we are. We're going forward. We're going to go into this uh, beautiful podcast and take some time out. I, I got a feeling that this podcast, this first episode, is going to be an absolute wibbly-wobbly mess. Um, and I'm just going to slowly find my structure, but it's fine. We've got a week to prepare. We're going to have a nice uh, a nice chill out for an hour and a half. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see, see where we're going. So um, yeah, ESA, I, I had to let it go. The biggest regret about ESA for me, <coughs> excuse me was actually leaving the community that um, I joined. I really um, take all the corporate and all the game developers and all that sort of stuff out of it. Um, the community is probably one of the best that I've actually been into. Um, I would say least toxic. Everyone's quite friendly. I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, PvP rivalry goes on between different people uh, and such, but generally it was a great bunch of people to play. In, and it was the hardest thing to step away from. It's quite a small... Um, I say it is quite a small community, really. Um, unfortunately, uh, ESO is very much boosted by embeds on Twitch, which we could get into a whole subject matter on that, and maybe that'll be for a subject uh, for next week. Um, but I kind of feel that it's all a bit f- fake. Um, so it, it it's kind of sad, really. And, and it's one of those games that very much caters towards newer players, uh, and newer streamers, so you see all these new streamers coming in, having a great time with it, uh, and and then um, you know you just kind of feel, I kind of feel sorry for them in some respects. Know what they're going into. Having done a website, having done many guides, having done tutorials, having streamed it a lot, um, I, you kind of feel as a content creator, you do um, get a little bit on um, a lack of support, unless you're really sucking up to them, and you you know you love everything they do. Um, Asti is still playing PvE content on uh, ESA. No doubt he's doing a uh, a vampire in terms of uh, a night elf, no doubt. Um, (laughs) um, uh, Break the mold, make an hot tub ESA streaming channel. Yeah, I I don't know about ESA streaming channel, uh, hot tub. Hot top ESA. It could be interesting. I mean, you could get the views in, that's for sure. Um, so anyway, look, we can, I'm moving away from ESO. I know they've got the Arcanus class coming out. People ask me to do bash builds and that. Um, I think my, my only issue is um, for what avail. I can help people if they want to build it. I probably know pretty much all the bash builds. I don't think, I don't think actually a huge amount has changed in ESO as well. Um, so, um, yeah, I kind of feel that I can park it. You know, never know. I might go back into it. Um and see what happens. A- ASMR ESO could be the way forward. Um, anyway, that's ESA. All right. Um, we're going to leave ESO to the side for one moment. Because I know a lot of you guys still play. It, I know a lot of you guys enjoy. It. I just want to think about it. PVP is still the tank meta. I still have people in the Discord talking about the... Talking about it. And it's just kind of like... It just seems like nothing has changed. And they've got real problems with balancing it. Um, which which is a shame. Um, on other gaming news, uh, Overwatch 2, I don't know if we, I think Daniel's here, I know a few of you guys um, do play Overwatch 2, um, but this is pretty big for me, and it just kind of shows, tells me the direction of uh, where the gaming industry, in my mind, has been going for quite a long time. And that is the, um, the cancellation of a, a big, a massive, game mode part of it and one of the reasons why overwatch 2 was overwatch 2 um yeah which is this is, is single player um game mode uh which was supposed to kind of like be a kind of a, a massive story arc and going through well not story arc, a massive like tangent giving you big background stories about the whole game um and the, the history and, and where things go from and, and they just completely shelved it um, and I'm sure they must've spent quite a bit of money on, on trying to develop this and going down this, but it just seems like this has all happened to kind of like in time with Microsoft coming in, uh, and buying out Blizzard and Activision and taking out all those IPs and then probably not wanting to spend the money on it. And it kind of feels like a, uh, a boardroom decision to have made this cancelling the PV made made mode as opposed to, um, for the fans, and I think this is very much uh, a an indication of how gaming is um, at the moment. It, it's all about the money, isn't it? I mean, that's the saddest thing. It's all become very corporate and very about the money. Um, and Activision is, and there's another story I actually want to share with you uh, on Activision and Diablo 4 in a minute. But, um, I mean, having scrapped the hero mode, and, and this, this is the one thing I just picked up on. Apparently, they wanted to go through like an Overwatch MMO um which is mental. It's a hundred percent a boardroom because of how much money Diablo is making on mobile. Paul, welcome in. Hello, mate. Nice to have you on here. Hope you're doing good well. Um What they've shown have pretty much all they what? They've completed all of the Di- uh, all of the um PVE? And and okay, so mobile gaming. I'm a I'm not a mobile gamer. Uh I am I feel I know we'll talk about this actually because it is kind of relevant, I suppose. Because if uh, Diablo, um, Diablo is it? What is it? Immortal, isn't it? On the um, Diablo Immortal on the uh, on mobile devices. I'm not a big mobile um, gamer. If I'm on my mobile phone, I'm either looking at my emails. I mean, this probably determined by my age, or I'm researching stuff. Um, I do like it, I do enjoy a bit of TikTok, but I think my, my, for me, kind of like recommended is very much into politics at the moment. And I, um, I, I've never been one for like playing all these crappy little games that don't have any substance and death, but are hugely addictive. I think the last game I probably played quite a lot was Angry Birds, which got deleted by the owner because it was too addictive. And that was a good game because it had physics in it and it had like, um, you know, stuff to do a lot of the games that are attracted to or my, my, my kids get attracted to are literally you just swiping left and right there is no skill to it at all and it's just kind of like oh so frustrating um so um I kind of like I dislike the fact that gaming mobile has taken precedent or is taking precedent now over creating good quality games um when Activision merge was with uh with Blizzard was the day blizzard died in my opinion yeah Mikhail, i think you're absolutely right i think uh the last true blizzard game that i really really enjoyed was um i did enjoy Wet wow i suppose in the early days diablo 2 though was my game um and uh i played hours upon hours in that And what i loved about that and this will go back to my bash builds Uh, in terms of creating off meta, is that you had so much scope in Diablo 2 to create weird and wonderful classes based on items that you found. So not all the items like straightforward sets that would be like for the monk or for the necromancer. You could find items that had a necromancer ability on them, but then you could use that, say, um, necromancer sort of like mace or something with your barbarian and have that necromancer skill with your barbarian to have a crossover skill and it was just like there was so much option and customization and I suppose a lot of this is down to the fact that um, like multiplayer and competitive multiplayer was less of a sort of like thing and it's just kind of like about smashing monsters I mean Diablo is one of those kind of smashing um, or action RPGs loot, loot and grab whatever it is and um, I kind of feel that having that flexibility was just amazing in in D2. Um, And then I suppose suppose I've got to hold my hand up. I did enjoy Overwatch. Overwatch, I kind of feel, was tainted by the community quite a lot, though. Um, But, I mean, for for me, these games are sitting at your desk, you know, pouring hours into your screen, not having to do it on your mobile phone. Um, Diablo 2 on LAN parties back in the day, yes, mate absolutely that was the way forward that's what we did at university actually um in the you know the uh early noughties we, we played d2 uh up trying to get the next the next chapter done next act and go on to the next um difficulty mode all the way through um so yeah i think blizzard has been tainted a lot by activision and sharing um uh, and it, sorry uh, and satisfying its shareholders and this is just the way of the world now isn't it i mean everything's about money at the end of the day um, so, um, one thing I did notice in this article that I read about this situation is that they were thinking of doing, uh, an FPS MMO f- for overwatch, which I think it's just like, how the hell, I mean, h- how the hell do you th- do that on a whim? I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. I mean, that's just like, I, I can't even fathom and and they, how that would come into play. And I think, I could you know, do that. I mean, they might do that, but it just kind of seems... I don't know. I mean, they could do it in the Overwatch universe, I suppose. Um, where have I been? Did you quit ESA? Uh, on a break. On a break. Absolutely. Um, still waiting for Path of Exile 2. Not interested in Diablo at all. I think if they went back to the Diablo... I know they did Diablo 2 Remastered. If they went back to Diablo um, leveling structure and uh, or sort of skill structure of Diablo 2 in D4, which they haven't done, uh, it would be very, very good. Um, and this is another thing. I mean, I know touching on Diablo, we're talking about Overwatch at the moment, but um, it is all part of this kind of like Activision takeover. Activision. Activision. And um, Call of Duty, the repetitive content year after year, battle passes, and this is a thing with Overwatch. Okay, so let's say, just think about Overwatch, right? Um, Overwatch has... Did very well. Well, they made the money from loot boxes. Guilty that I spent a lot of money on loot boxes, but I was pretty much one of the mainstreamers on YouTube for it. And um, they they got rid of overwatch two uh one sold it on the premise that overwatch two would have overwatch one game in their side but it would be a bit more kind of like better abilities and this whole pvp pve side of it and it's you know a bit, a bit like the events that they have on but kind of like a whole massive uh single player and and sort of like co-op single player you know co-op player play um and and they had this massive thing pushing that way amazing and then they, they they canned it, and all you ended up with is basically Overwatch with battle passes. Again, it's about the money. And it's just 100% about the money. And all, all you are left is, is... I mean, not that Overwatch 2 is a bad game. I mean, I've had fun with it. Um, I mean, I think Overwatch does suffer from a, um, a, a smurfing situation that can be quite frustrating to play if you play regularly and try and level up. But, um, yeah, I kind of feel that was a... Uh, a, b- a big mistake really for a, a, for the um for blizzard kicking it into the can 90% of development time will go into fit all the 95 million different g- gender genders in the game yeah lol okay <laughs> um so uh, there was an fps mmo before like fallen enough isn't it called titan project titan or something for the um Overwatch 2, Overwatch uh, MMA. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, Path of, Exile, Path of Exile 2, I mean, I mean that's a, Daniel mentioned that in chat. That's a, um, Path of Exile is a great game and that's another one that has, I don't know, it, it's not necessarily lost its way, but it's kind of, you get caught up in the, um, the money of a game. I think the problem with Path of Exile is as soon as you, cut the game off from doing the next one a lot of people have lost all their character and stuff and that's one thing that overwatch did quite well actually is that they brought all the stuff in all the skins that you had purchased in overwatch one uh into overwatch two so it kind of felt like you weren't losing out and that was one of the biggest things that i used to hate about blizzard games mainly mainly world of warcraft is when they bring a new patch out and you spend hours upon hours and hours farming uh the raids getting your gear that that just disappears, um, and it becomes useless. Um, and I guess what they did is they allowed you to keep the skin of, of those set items. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Um, so it's a bit of a shame about um, Overwatch 2, and we're going to move on to Diablo as well, because this is another scummy thing that's happened in Diablo 4. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the game. Plumbit, hello, good evening, mate. Welcome into the, uh, the live. Uh, nice to have you here. Um, so I don't know how many of you guys have played Diablo 4 yet, um, what your thoughts are on it. As I say, I wished it was more Diablo 2 related uh, and structured. I kind of feel, uh, the graphics are, are lovely. It plays really nice and it's smooth. Um, I know there were some balancing issues in the classes, obviously early beta and stuff like that. Um, but I kind of feel that, um, you know everything's got to progress forward the biggest gripe i have about diablo um is the uh the battle passes i'm not a big fan of battle passes these days i think everyone spent too, many, too much money on battle passes um and it becomes like you can see when every time a company brings a battle pass out it's like oh it's just for the money just for the money jc welcome in mate hello hello nice to have you here uh been a long time nice to welcome to my new studio by the way it's um a whole of rubbish. Um, it's hard to trust that a game will be worth grinding for and sticking with that blows me away that does seem to uh, go go the nerf train rather than actually focus on balance and improvement. Yeah, I mean, that can apply to any game, really. And it's about, uh, Paul, it's about really um, about creating excitement and intrigue. And balancing patches is kind of implied as a sort of thing that should always have happened anyway. And it's not about creating some fun new stuff that's coming out. Um, So, the new stuff obviously brings the money. The balance, you're only catering for existing players. You have their money already. Whereas new stuff, you can probably persuade new people to come in. So... Um yeah, Battle Passes, I, I, I think I suppose if you are invested in a game, having a Battle Pass allows you to have something to look forward to on a, a monthly basis or a bi-weekly or a weekly basis. I just kind of feel for the casual gamer though, which I don't think many of us are now casual gamers. Uh, and this is another way, um, a move in the industry uh, that has affected gamers. So, I mean, just going to digress. When I was younger, um, I used to... I probably used to buy games fortnightly, maybe weekly. Um, not that I was bored of it, but there'd be, especially over the summer or coming up to Christmas, there's still some good new good new games coming out. Um, but it was about having the variety of different games to play as opposed to having one game and then feeling that you're having to farm that one game um, and play that game consistently in order to actually be any good at it. And that was one of the frustrating things is that you get a lot of the old games, you'd almost get instant gratification of playing it. And it was just, it was instantly great. And you had a great time. And, the, you know, they last for maybe 20, 30, 40 hours. Uh, and then you kind of feel, oh, I've done. That's great. I've done, I've got my money's worth out of that. Now, it's like 20, 30, 40 hours. And you've just done the tutorial and you're only just leveling up. And you're only starting it. I mean, what about, I mean, okay, just going back to ESA, for example, you play that, you get to level, you get to top level you've only just started playing the game i mean it is a tutorial on those first like sessions and it can take a long time or take a short time if you know what you're doing but i kind of feel that gaming now is about holding your attention for a much longer period of time um and coming to diablo 4 back to diablo 4 again diablo is one of those games that is an extremely grindy game and when the beta came out i did play it briefly But I didn't want to invest any time into it because I knew that A, the characters would be wiped. And I didn't want to have to feel that I want to do all the same stuff all over again from an early level. And it kind of ruined that new experience of like playing the game. for. I mean, there was nothing better than getting a game out that you hadn't played for uh, at all. And just playing for the first time and having that fresh kind of like eyes. Oh my God, exploring things for the first time. And not feeling that like you're having to rush through a weekend of playing the beta, and uh, and kind of like removing all these, um, oh, we I've only got like a limited amount of time we can play this game for. So I'm not gonna, I, I want to rush through and just find everything I can do, as opposed to sit back and enjoy it. And and this is the thing about gaming; it's kind of like, a developers want to hold your time for such a huge amount, uh, longer than than they used to. Um, I don't know if we've got more time on our hands, or the fact that gaming is much more accessible than it used to be. Um, I suppose it goes back onto mobile phones, right? Being really, really accessible, um, so that we kind of feel that you got to play our game. You can't play anybody else's game. And and just look at this. So the expansion for um, ESA is coming out. Is it is it next week on the fifth? Diablo Four comes out. On is it fifth or sixth and they compete for your they compete for your space and your gaming time why can't they just go right you know let's not bring our game out at the same time as Diablo four is dropping just let them go let people go and play Diablo four let people just like experiment and do different things I think that's one of the most frustrating uh like elements of um the developers now it's all about taking ownership of your time and you're a player and it's kind of um it's it's just like why just just let people enjoy the different games. So one thing actually um, Diablo Four have done is this is I think this is quite a cool thing, and it's caused a bit of controversy this between uh, different players uh, or different t- categories of players. Um, but the uh, the first one thousand Diablo Four players to hit level one hundred on hardcore mind will be immortalised in a giant demon statue. Um, now, that, in itself, is a freaking hard experience. I mean, because you're playing hardcore, so if you die, you die, yeah? Um, and that's it. Your character gets absolutely permanently deleted. And um, I think that's a really cool thing. I don't think that will happen quickly, you know, as well. I think there's... I, I, hopefully, it's a one, one, one per account. Um but I, I think that's a very, very cool thing to do and it'll get people grinding and farming and contrary to what I've just said about taking all your time. I mean, this is like a, a one-time event and you get immortalised in the game, which I think is pretty cool. It depends on how... um, Like, is, is D4 going to be like D3? Or, is, you know, D3... D3, we can touch on this. D3, I think, was one of the... They made such... They made massive mistakes in Diablo 3. Auction House was one of them... The uh, the class sets, even though they're kind of quite exciting, I think that was a really big mistake. Um, so I, even though I did enjoy the game, I didn't enjoy the game. Uh, they went to kind of like MMO, not MMO with it, and it became a bit. Mm, over course, welcome in, hello mate, nice to have you in uh, on the uh, on the on the podcast. We call it a podcast now. Uh, we're not playing games, we're just talking. Um, so. Yeah, um, Diablo 4, interesting little hardcore run thing. I like it. I never was into my hardcore because I don't like the idea of losing and dying and losing my characters, but um, that is uh, that is cool. Uh, the contest okay, check this out the contest begins, Diablo 4, early access launches on June the 1st and ends when the first 1000 names are gathered, or by September the 1st, if fewer than a thousand reach this point. So you've got till September to get it. So here's how hardcore works, uh, obviously. Um, or here's how one would play hardcore, right? It is that you'd probably be better off not playing the game straight into hardcore. You would go into the game, learn which classes um, are the best for your play style. You'll find then the best skill routes uh, to to make yourself tanky as possible. And then from there, you probably then fire up a hardcore and start going through hardcore uh, and try not to die. Level 100 uh, is very... It's, I suppose it's a time thing, but it can be very difficult to, uh, to level up, especially if you are not paying attention. The last thing you want to do is get hit by one mob and die. So I think that's going to be quite a good challenge. I like it. Right. Now, just to uh, go on a negative on um, on Diablo. Oh, on this event. Some people are unhappy with saying that. It's not fair. People people are going to get a head start because they'll be in by the 1st of June. I, I think if you are... If you've got a five-day head start, you're not going to have that much of an advantage, honestly. It's not going to be a day thing. I think this is going to be months, uh, months until people actually yeah, get that. Okay, so, right, this is something that I was talking to my brother about last night. Uh, we we're just chatting in general about um, just life. And uh, we talked about Touchstone Games. And he said, um, did I hear about the, uh, the interview from Diablo 4? um and some very questionable um questions. Um <laughs> which is like this reminds me very much of an ESO tactic. Okay, so basically what happened, they did this interview with um Diablo Diablo 4 uh, devs and um they, they they put some questions out to Twitter and said, oh you know, has anyone got any questions and you know, tweet at this handle or whatever and we'll answer them. Um and they had these uh they had these messages pop up from um and they were very very kind of like direct and clear questions from fans, so to speak but the 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 twitter the twitter accounts like it was brand new twitter account I'd just been like made up. Could be could be true. Uh, there's one Twitter account that had been active, well, that was created 13 years ago, and then had only one tweet. Um, and then they had, a, I think there was another one, which was like, um, I don't know, just just for like one follower, or whatever. But the point is that th- it found out that these guys were actually um, uh, the PR team. They, they created like these fake accounts or they reactivated fake accounts just to kind of like, make um uh, to get these the the main questions that are like, loaded questions basically up uh, as opposed to asking the proper audience what they thought and i kind of feel like did diablo don't like blizzard and diablo didn't need to do that they have such a big fan base why do they need to have loaded questions it, it just freaking sucks scruffy hello mate welcome indeed um Just a quick, uh, on another note, that's a nice wooden truss behind you, mate. Got yourself some fancy house. It is pretty, pretty big, isn't it, that one? Uh, It's a bit low at the moment. I need to lower the ceiling. Uh, Not this one. The floor, sorry. Um, Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. I mean, it's just scummy practice, isn't it, in my mind, um, how... Why, why Why would you need your um PR team to load questions up for into for a um for a game as big, big as Diablo 4 I mean if you had like a really no non existent game that didn't have a community behind it then you would do that but you don't need to do that there's plenty of people that are asking like proper questions on Diablo um so I just kind of feel that's just like unnecessary and and having done that and been caught out red-handed I kind of feel that it's a um, it, it just makes you feel a little bit like deflated about the game and just like oh why did why did, why would they do this like uh, it's all a big freaking ploy isn't it PR getting to play the game blah 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 um, so anyway yeah Diablo 4 interesting I'm kind of looking forward to the game though uh, we'll see how it rolls and I'll play it on launch not Massively, but I kind of feel that I will invest a little bit of time in it. Zoth can't answer the questions people want to get answered. Yeah, they won't well, answer it. I think uh, uh, ZeniMax don't want the questions that need need to be asked of them because um, they probably aren't very, um, you know, they'll be more about balancing issues and direction of the game and, you know, sort of uh, crown store goodness okay so um i obviously i know i've been off content creation i have been playing a game um that has taken up a lot of my time uh say a lot it's just a couple of hours in the evening i've been playing with some an old school mate um from back in the day and this game is is free and it's a bit like uh i forgot what that's you'll be able to tell me um so this one is the one I've been playing. It's uh, it's Ultimate Online Outlands. So Ultimate Online was my first, uh, my first, uh, I guess my first MMO. Really, I did play a few of the others before it, but yeah, I, this is my this is my first one. Um, and Euro Outlands, you'll be interested in this, guys. Has especially if you're going into um uh what game is there um ashes of creation it has got uh basically full world full loop pvp which is absolutely insane um and it's a very you know what it makes going out in the world going on your little missions and and killing monsters and mobs and stuff just that it just makes it feel a little bit more real when you could be killed at any time and you could just be um you, you could just lose all your stuff you got on you it's uh it's mental uh, to have that and this is one that i, I kind of wish that they had this in um in uh esa but it never happened because because of the um because of the snowflakes, basically, it is pretty brutal, and you get groups of PvP that come along and just smash you and take all your gold and all your items that you've been farming, uh, and it can be quite frustrating. But there's nothing better than reversing that and killing people. So uh, I've been playing; I've really enjoyed your uh, Outlands, uh, my friend. And the great thing about this game is the customization of your characters. You have 720 points to spend, and you can basically put them into absolutely anything uh, and create. Uh, any sort of build that you want. Obviously, there's templates that people follow, but I've been doing my usual sort of like bash builds and not bash builds, but you, you can bash them, actually. But um, you can do the kind of like the alternative builds, which I've been enjoying. Um, so that's kind of been what I've been doing in the um, in my spare time, playing with my mates. Uh, it's a, You know what? This is very much like Mortal Online too. actually. It's a, a top-down version. I wonder if I've got some gameplay of it. I can show you guys. Um, it is yeah yeah it's very basic graphic wise like it really really basic um let's have a look got any uh do, do, do. no not that one here we go oh, we've got some here that might have, yeah oh no that's diablo of all games. Hmm. Eve online has that as well, does it? Uh, what oh uh, full loot PvP. You just go around shooting shooting people. I think you know, I think having full loot is it it does make for an interesting environment. It just for me it just kind of makes things a little bit more a lot more real uh and you know you don't always get banged and and they've got a good balancing system by it and that if you're a pvp player and you're you're a murderer and you die within the dungeon you're not allowed back in that dungeon for like an hour so it means that if you if you do pvp you've got to be fairly um fairly decent i suppose in it uh it's kind of like yeah let me bring it up here we go I mean it looks it looks it looks rubbish this game it really does but it it is actually a really really enjoyable um I haven't got a I'm so, i am actually on budget at the moment. Window capture let's see if I can get this one up. Yeah, okay, so this This is it, basically. Um you have your, you know, you got your, you got your skills. You got your map. This is me. I'm playing a stealth, a stealth character on this one, so I go around, uh, stealthing up in quite a hard dungeon as well. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's basic. It look there. We go. I died, and that's all my stuff. Anyone can loot all my stuff as well um it's just it's just really simple it's just really simple well it's not simple it's just like it's 1998 this game came out i had lots of fun with it lots of fun playing with uh, my mate who i'm now playing with at the moment and you know we we play i think it's uh i think a majority of these people that actually play this game are um the same sort of like age generation as me so you're talking you know uh 40s um late 30s oh look here we go look so this, these guys here, all in red, all of those guys are PKs. So basically, I'm invisible, they can't see me, uh, unless they've got a tracker on. But yeah, I mean, it, absolutely nerve-wracking, these guys all running around, and I tried to get out of the dungeon. I mean, it just, like, this, for this is like a moment that, your heart's pounding, you're like, fuck, I need to get out, I've got my stuff, but I'm going to die, and if they see me, they're going to kill me, and then you kind of slowly kind of work your way out of the dungeon, and then you escape, and that that's cool. I mean, in my mind, that's like a really cool kind of like, um, like like adventure, you know? Uh, looks like my favorite type of game, all old people. Yeah, nothing wrong with old people. Um, yeah, I, okay, so, um, I mean, I... I I've got to point with you, Alan, I, I mean, I'm, it's, I guess it's one of those games that I, it took me a while to get back into understanding how the mechanics and how everything works. I've made my builds, I've quite enjoyed my builds, but I'm quite chill with it now, so I'm not playing it every night, I'm not theory crafting as much as well. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's just become quite a a chill game that I play in the evening now with, with my mate. So um what I want to do for the podcast now is play something new. I want to I want a new game that's just new releases and stuff like that. I want to play it over the week and then I want to talk about it and maybe review it for you guys. Uh if you I mean I think it'd be quite a fun thing to do and also give me a bit of variety to play with. Um uh, so if you guys would like to discuss any New game or recommend any new game, uh, you can type it in Discord or whatever. There's a little channel I've made up on the Discord uh, called Review This Suggestions. Um, So I would very much enjoy um, your suggestions. I'll play anything. Um, As long as I can stream it, I'll play it, which is uh, fine. um, On the Discord, we've been throwing up... There's a lot of AI stuff going on on the Discord at the moment. And I think this has got... I mean... We do it now. Yeah, okay, let's talk about it. Um did anybody see the um the mod for Skyrim that introduced AI into the um the characters and created like you can have a conversation with the AIs and it would look at the scripts of all the dialogue for those for those characters. Um say Lilith or you know any other the Jarls whatever and it would look at their look at all the script work out a background story for them and then they would you, you could have a conversation with them like and this and there's another mod where you actually you can talk as opposed to type so you can actually have a conversation with the characters I mean for me that is absolutely mind-blowing in terms of like progression and it opens up so much more for video games than I think we've actually realized yet. A lot of the stuff we, a lot of the AI stuff that I find, um, I don't know if you guys have been playing with, uh, chat GPT, uh, and the, um, the, the AI graphics and stuff like that. There's in fact, Photoshop, we just brought out a new one as well, where they, uh, yeah. Photoshop's always done content fill, but they're now doing content fill with AI and it's just insanely amazing. um, and you can just remove stuff. I mean, it's it's just it turns everybody into an amazing um, Photoshop editor. I think the thing is right with AI. You need to understand what questions to tell it or what to ask it. It's a bit like a search engine, like Google. I mean, I guess is the difference between my generation and like my parents' generation, my grandparents' generation. They don't understand how a search engine works. They literally ask it a direct question and they get a load of rubbish answers because they fill it with too much rubbish. AI will actually cater towards those questions now because it will know what you're re- wanting to search for and that you don't have to understand the search system in order to, to get the results that you want. But m- moving on to uh, graphics programming stuff, they um, y- you're going to need to understand how to, um, what to ask it, how to ask it, uh, the right questions in order to get the results that you want. There was a Morrowind mod ye- uh, years ago that added way better dialogue. Uh, so does someone in Morrowind then go back and discuss, uh, So sorry, read the history and then elaborate on the history in order to get it in there? Because this is the thing, like Skyrim, as I said, has a massive rich um, dialogue because there's like hours of it. Which means that an AI has got a lot to go on, so it can go through and join dots and be predictive about it um, If you haven't got that, then there's there's not much you can do, but you can get an AI to create a storyline and a story arc or a character development, and then you can get another AI to, to to allow that one to have a conversation and then all of a sudden you've got AIs creating freaking video games oh, it's, it's just gonna be it's gonna be mental um and we're just gonna get lost we're gonna get so encapsulated by it um it's just gonna be you know you're just gonna say look right create a fantasy land uh with lightsabers and um i don't know knights in power suits like that and then elaborate a little bit more and then it'll just create this massive sort of like universe on it it'd be amazing Can't wait for the Renewal Project. Um, Which is the Renewal Project, Daniel? Renewal Project. Let's have a quick look and see about that. Uh, Is this a game? Renewal Project game. Uh, Elder Scrolls. The Elder Scrolls Renewal Project is a fan volunteered effort to recreate and remaster the video games in the Elder Scrolls series. Oh, okay. So this is like the whole series from... Um, all the way through. Morrowind remade in the Skyrim engine. Yeah, I kind of you know what I quite like the clunkiness of Morrowind. Um, I felt like the skill system you could try, you could game if you actually learned how it worked. Um, but the one thing about Morrowind that I really really enjoyed is when it first came out, it was so different. And so in depth, more than a lot of the other games that were on that sort of like similar, you know, three D um, sort of like big world. It just it became very immersive, and it's one of the f- f- ah, yeah, I think it's probably one of my first like proper games that I went fully in on. <coughs> Excuse me. So yeah, I mean, it would be cool if they did that. It was, I mean, Skyrim engine is quite dated now as well. Could do with a new one, uh, maybe Starfield. Um, Paul's saying the good thing about that is that people like us who know what we want in games will be able to make this stuff happen more easily. There's power will shift to the community. Yeah, and and interestingly, this whole shift thing. I mean, Skyrim is is very much a a reason why you want to allow your community to mod because the game will be around for freaking forever. And that that, that's this is so important to let people mod. I think Cyberpunk again is a game that is almost got saved by the modding community in terms of if they didn't allow the mods to happen straight away, um, then I think people would become frustrated with it. That they well, you know what? Since it's since they had that massive patch release, I haven't really played it. I just kind of I lost interest in it. They they brought it out unfinished and unpolished. I just gave up with it. Uh, it's a shame, really, because some of the broken features that actually came out on game release were quite fun, and they've obviously just got rid of those, and they forced, and and that's the thing, they forced those patches on people as opposed to kind of, like, giving them as options. Um not quite sure what they're doing with the whole Cyberpunk thing, actually, if I'm honest. Um, but I th- I think AI is just, oh, man, it's just, it's insane in so many different levels. In fact, I, I've used AI to help... Um, structure my workflow at my proper job um proper job you know at my job at uh, work uh i've used it to um i've used it to write code even though i haven't used it but i've seen that uh, I've, I've used it for our website uh just a basic website but it just does it in, instantly it's just absolutely it's mental how i mean i, I know it's probably a lot of you guys have played with it it really is quite special what they've done with it Uh, what we can do with it, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I I don't want, I don't want it not to be cautious of it, but at the same time, I want to embrace it, because it is, it's just, it changes, it does change a lot, it does change a lot, and I think it could be that break we need, I think at the moment, gaming is, and has been for a while, um, I mean, going back onto this subject of being very much money-focused, it's kind of, gaming has been on a very annual cycle of just recurgitating the same old rubbish, remasters, um, reboots, um, same, same content, different skin, uh, year after year. Uh, whether you're playing Elder Scrolls Online, whether you're playing Call of Duty, whether you're playing, I mean, Call of Duty, the best thing they did was bring out Warzone. And I think that's probably the best thing, but then they got riddled with Freaking um, rubbish! Um, Barbie goes horse riding is a great game. I will have a look at that, Scruffy. I will have a look at that. Maybe we'll do that as the uh, as the retro game for next week. Um, jump it in, dump it in Discord. We'll uh, we'll get a lot of this going. A few reviews of the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really keen to see where things go. Definitely with the AI side of things. I use I use AI for all kinds of stuff I couldn't do otherwise. Soon we'll be able to uh, make our own game so easily. There's lots of scary stuff about it, to, uh but it does give people the creative power. Yeah, I think AI. I know a lot of you guys do the A.I.R. and it, I. I think having the ability to draw AI, uh, having sorry, having the ability to draw stuff uh, using digital pens stuff that is really satisfying. Um, and I think. It's very, very cool to be able to um, create an image using AI just for words and telling you what you want. It. I don't think i would ever pass it off as my own. I'd Obviously, it's kind of weird. It's like a weird sort of like... It's almost like you're Google searching as opposed to creating your own. Um, it'd be interesting, though, if you drew your own stuff and then put it through an AI engine to change it. In fact, I did Fragman on that on Discord. Uh, I'll show you that. I'll argue that AI takes the creative way in a sense uh, as it's not you doing it. Yeah, no, I compl- absolutely, I agree with that 100%. Um, uh, it'd be cool in the long run, but it uh, won't be super helpful in the day-to-day. Uh, one thing, you on, the, on when you use Photoshop, you can actually tell whether a product has been AI created or not, generally. Uh, the, there are some stuff that's actually doing, uh, like it does look... Um, better. I wonder if I can go over here. Yeah, you kind of get these like weird, you know, where the AI is looking at other images and it kind of merges it and you get kind of this like weird kind of like distorted effect. Let me get um, window capture up. Let's see if I can get out of this. Here we go. Um, so this, I use my Fragman logo on this, which is, is quite cool. So uh the balloon type thing is my dagger's emote, and it's kind of got like uh, it's gold. Uh, no, oh, that's better off where it was, isn't it? It's got this gold sort of like the, the, the dagger is that's the dagger there, there's the uh, other dagger there, and it's turned into like this hot air balloon with the eyes and the frag. Um, this one's gone for this sort of like shell effect, uh, with the smiley face, and then I did the anime one, which was just kind of like it's weird. We could see it's like what the it's f- <laughs> just like how AI interprets it. It's just nuts. Um but yeah, I mean I love these things. I using the uh, this is actually on TikTok using these uh AI s- suite, I think it is. Um but yeah, it's uh some cool stuff. In fact, some of you guys did some really cool stuff actually a bit further up. Uh there's one on me, my bash builds. I'm mean, going to just look at the detail on that absolutely freaking insane these are really cool like do like arcade yeah if I can bring this across so I'll cut this off yeah. so these are arcades using Mid Journey. I still haven't worked out to use Journey yet uh, this is um, Jason did these I think they're very very cool It's like a DJ playing other people's tracks. It's not creative, even though he didn't write. Uh, Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a good way of looking at it, actually, Paul. Like, doing creative AIR is a bit like a DJ. You know, you know, you're like, okay, look at this. So there's this, for example, as an arcade, which is, like, futuristic, but it does look a bit weird and clunky. Uh, And then you've got, like, this sort of stuff, which is, um, which is cool. Uh, this is the one that I did. So I, this is, I did this in um, Photoshop. So I asked Photoshop to create me, I said generate. Oh dear, what's going on here? I said to Photoshop, this is in the beta. I said generate me a fantasy background. Uh, and it created that for me, which I thought was quite cool. I mean, it's kind of got, like, this uh, cloud-type thing going on in a cave, I don't know, some trees. and It's all a bit of a mixture of, like, stuff. And then I'm like, right, okay, so uh, add an elven army. So you get going to get the options. I've got these, like, elven army here. And then I'm like, right, add me a dragon. So it gave me three options of dragons, and I did that one there. Uh, again, it's a bit weird. It's, it's like... Yeah, it just doesn't look 100%. But then I'm like, all oh, right, if, if I put a dragon rider on, and it's kind of like, puts a dragon rider on. It's just like, yeah, and that's what you ended up with. You got a castle in the background. I mean, it's just, none of that was drawn. All of that was AI done. I didn't cut anything out. I just said, I put a square there. said, add me an elven army there. Add me a dragon there. Add me a castle. Add me a rider. And that was it. I mean, that's just, that's that could be... Uh, a backdrop for a a, a book, a shitty fancy book, quite easily. And look, oh, look at that! It's actually I didn't re- I didn't realise that it's got the um, sort of dragon's head on the arch there. I didn't recognise that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think it's cool. I think it's very very cool. And I think the implementation of AI in games, like what they've done with this mod is absolutely uh insane i think that is one of the most amazing things um that it just shows you where where this uh where this lot can go and i think that's uh, a very very cool thing to do um yeah cool cool um right so next week um i want some homework from you guys i would like a game to uh potentially look at and play um dead island 2 was one that i was thinking of doing for this week um it's 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 just out it is i've got i've I've got my 4090 graphics card sat on my pc and i'm playing awesome online at the moment on it i could do something a little bit more graphic orientated maybe to play along with this so do send me your suggestions out on uh discord that would be very cool i'd love to have that um any indie games or um, retro games or revivals or mods as well, do, do let me know um, if you want me to have a little play around with those. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this new format. It's going to be once a week. It's going to be Tuesday, 9.30 to probably 10.30, um, uh, 11, if we do go on. I think uh, for now, though, I am going to call it. It's been a great evening. Uh, I've enjoyed um, getting myself back into the uh, the streaming thing. It's been very pure and very empty it's just been me talking to you guys and uh, very just just very um just very chill so thanks very much um for hanging out uh do you just see what Paul's just saying I think that you need more than just chance and an algorithm AI needs direction oh yeah with AI yeah definitely you need direction uh, I one hundred percent agree with that uh, and it's just knowing what to ask it. It's about knowing the search engine, how to ask search and to get the answers you want and to get the right ones you want. Um, I think it's very good. I hope you guys enjoyed the um, podcast, guys. Ah, it's good to be back. Um, but um, yeah, what can I say? Thanks for turning out. I'll see you guys next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Oh God, it would be Tuesday, wouldn't it? Yeah, take it easy, guys. Have a good night. Bye for now. Bye-bye.